Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you're all feeling grounded and stable during these somewhat shaky energies that are present. And even if you're not feeling the most grounded, that's okay too. Just allow this message to be a reminder to make plans to do things or use the tools that help you to remember your connection to your own stability that is always present in every situation. So go plant your feet in the earth, go meditate, practice yoga, swim, dance, eat veggies, drink lots of water, go be with animals, be creative. These are all easy and effective ways in which help you to ground yourself and connect to your higher self. I know for me this week, it was kind of bonkers. That Aquarian full moon really hit me hard. So yeah, I made sure to take advantage of this beautiful weather we're having and to swim lots and I don't know, listen to lots of gangster rap. Yep, you heard me. I've been loving my old school gangster rap lately to kind of help me to channel out these intense energies. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about A strong theme that has been coming up for me, as well as for many people around me lately, and that is the dual energies behind having and not having balance, the dual energies of overgiving and undergiving. This week, I spent quite a lot of time connecting with my guide, Neo, my no-fluff giant guide with higher consciousness perspectives that came in during 2020. And yeah, this week he highlighted a few awarenesses for me this week that I wanted to share with you, as many of you may be experiencing something similar during these illuminating and pivotal energies where we're being shown some of our old and outdated patterns and fears that perhaps we would like to change. So in my life, there are many people around me that are doers that take risks, that like to get things done, that are go-getters. I was raised in a family that very much embodied these qualities. And now that I live here in the Cedar Sky, you know, this whole area is an area where like-minded risk-taking, adventure and action-seeking people really do come together. And as I too tend to embody these energies, many of my friends in my life are also an energetic match for these energies. You know, we tend to find one another. But one common thing that has come to light in the last two years for me is that there's a tendency for people like this, myself, to at times overdo, overgive or force actions or even take extreme risks. And of course, it may seem like normal behavior for many if, you know, others around them are also similar in nature. So Many of us can be unaware of the polarity that may actually exist in these qualities of a person. So when COVID hit and things slowed right down, it really gave me a chance to see where and how it was that I was overdoing, where I was overgiving and overcompensating. You know, at the time when I was overdoing and overgiving, I was in it. 
I was in this whirlwind of get it done energy. You know, I have tenacity. I know what I want and I go for it. And that's what I was doing before COVID hit, before 2020. You know, I didn't slow down enough to see that things were actually out of balance. But now that I've had some time and space to reflect, I can really see all the ways in which I was overgiving and overcompensating in many areas of my life. So today I want to talk about that, as I know that for many of you and and many others right now, we're being shown where it is in our lives that we may be overgiving or overcompensating and where it is that we may be undergiving or not giving our energy or attention to. So let's talk about balance. We know what balance is not. It is not doing a whole lot of one thing, then a whole lot of another. It's not going from one extreme to another extreme to another and then just trying to juggle all of it in a timely manner. True balance is integration. It is choosing to become and be more conscious every day about how it is that you feel, what it is that you want or don't want to do, basically choosing what will honour your needs getting met. And in order to know what our needs are, we must slow down and become aware of what our needs actually are. (laughs) So listening to ourselves, listening to our desires, listening to our dislikes, listening to how it is that we feel in certain situations around certain people or certain activities. Once you choose to become more conscious, it is then easier to integrate and achieve more balance. So let's think of an example. Let's just say that you had a really busy week at work or maybe with the kids, then your friend calls and asks you to help out at an event. You then have a choice. You can either say, yes, I'd love to, or no, sorry, I can't. But how do you arrive at that decision? You know, in today's culture, everything is much more fast and more accessible than ever before. Communication with others is easy and fast. We want answers fast. We want all of the things and we want it now as this is the culture that we have grown accustomed to. Well, at least in first world countries, that is anyways. There is also that extra pressure to decide and feel like we owe others answers or decisions right away. But that behavior is an unconscious societal construct. In reality, you actually have a choice you actually have permission to take some time to think about how it is that you feel, what it is that you truly want before you have to answer anything to anyone. In fact, that is a huge paradigm shift in itself. If more of us do this, so take some time to become conscious of what it is that we feel, what it is that we want, and whether or not our needs are getting met, then this is us being the change and modeling for others another way to be in the world. This is us being more in balance and not only will that benefit us and our growth, it will also benefit the collective too. So anyway, let's go back to our example. If you have had an exhausting week and someone then asks you a favor that is going to require your time and energy, you can simply reply, Thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm going to take some time to think on it and if it will work for me in my schedule, and then I'll get back to you. So you then have the time to tune into how you feel, 
assess whether or not it's something that you truly want to do, whether or not there are any of your needs that will be met in the situation. So see the polarities, the pros and cons before you make your decision. Acknowledge if you are making that decision out of a true want or whether it's a decision out of fear. You know, if you tend to be an overgiver or an overdoer, oftentimes we can reach a point of burnout. Our immune system or health may be compromised. We may tend to eat more processed foods or things like coffee and sugar or just indulge in unhealthy habits. So doing this brings us out of alignment and can make us feel even more exhausted in the long run. But when you choose to get into the habit of taking some time to tune into how you feel before you take an action and become conscious of what it is that's actually motivating you to make the decision to take the action, then this helps you to integrate the energies and be that of what you want more of. Balance. So in a channeling that I did for someone this week, Neo talked about humanity's tendency to want balance and fairness. He said, in order to have, and that's quote unquote, have, in order to have balance and fairness, you must be that. And in order to be that, you must be aware of what feeling balance would feel like to you. All this takes is the willingness to look within and ask yourself. It is both as simple yet as complex as that. The beauty is that you get to decide which one it's going to be. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Is it going to be simple for you or are you going to choose for it to be complex? I love that, so I thought I would share. Anyways, so balance is the coming together of polarities. In quantum physics terms, it's called zero-point energy. An element of it is choosing to see all sides, all energies, choosing to see your motivations. Are you motivated by the true desire and passion, or are you motivated by fear? Perhaps fears of not being seen as good or of worth, perhaps fears of letting others down. When we make the majority of our decisions and actions that are motivated by fear, say fear of disappointing others or letting others down, we in fact end up manifesting exactly that energies, but for ourselves, right? So if we continue to consistently take actions that are motivated by this fear, in the long run, we are only letting ourselves down. Our energy gets compromised. We may get sick, experience burnout or stress. We let ourselves down physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. Which eventually in return 
ultimately also lets others down as how are we to be of service to others if we ourselves are not okay. So if we're consistently and constantly taking or making the majority of our decisions and actions from the fear of of not wanting to let others down, we end up manifesting that, exactly that fear, only for ourselves and then ultimately others. Now, the trippy thing to think about, though, however, is that neither polarities of the energy behind a decision or action actually exists. Whether the motivation was right and true or whether the motivation behind a decision was wrong or false, neither polarity exists. They are both just perceptions that we decide, that we determine, that we take action from. So again, we are the ones that create and decide what is true or what manifests in our reality. Now let's move on and talk about fairness. As the energy of fairness closely ties to the energies of balance or feeling balanced. Fairness is just the sense of what we feel is owed to us as a match to one's energy and effort output. And it's also tied to our sense of self-worth too. You know, for a lot of people lately, they're being shown whether things in their life are balanced, whether or not they are fair or equal, whether it's at work, in friendships, in caregiving roles, in relationships. These current energies may be highlighting an imbalance where one has given more than the other, where one is perhaps not stepping up as much as the other, whether you may be overgiving at work and you feel like you're not being respected or valued. So this creates an imbalance and initiates feelings of inequality and unfairness. And so let's talk about this. If you feel justified in your position, of feeling like an energy exchange you are dealing with is unfair, then let us go deeper and unpack why it is you might feel this way, as there are many layers to this unfairness feeling that need to be acknowledged fully. All of it needs to be seen so that it brings about more balance and integration. So at a surface level, you very well may have given everything you could to a situation, whether it was a long-term ongoing situation or whether it was just a brief encounter or a short-term one. You may have stepped up, got things done, gave 110%, planned ahead and thought of all the things that needed to be done. You may have compromised your needs, played all the roles, given it your all. Yet if others involved didn't do as much as you did, you know, they may have cruised along or just given the bare minimum They may have been inconsistent or just simply not recognized and valued your contribution. Then you may tend to feel like it's unfair and then potentially place blame onto the other person or onto your workplace. So first off, I need to highlight that you're not responsible for them or their capacity of what they can give or what feels right for them. Nor are you responsible, nor can you control, what their own level of standards are. And the frustration that we may feel in this situation is actually fragmented into multiple facets. So you may feel frustrated that they allowed you to overgive or overcompromise. 
you may feel perplexed as to how it is they could be with, okay with you over-sacrificing or over-giving or how it is that it's okay for them to see you hurting. So you may feel frustrated that they didn't step up if you feel this way. Then I would look and see if some part of you perhaps doesn't feel worthy enough or good enough for the other person or the situation. So hear me out on this. Sometimes we may think, geez, how could they continue to act or not act the way that they have when they can see that I'm hurting because of it? They can see I'm in pain. You know, if you feel triggered by that, you get really upset by that, this may be connected to a deeper story and a deeper limiting belief of, does this mean that I am not of importance to this person? Does this mean that my happiness is not important? Is this a reflection of how they feel about me? You see how there's the surface, initial surface level trigger, but then really the deeper story or narrative is actually connected to your limiting belief of not feeling good enough or not feeling important enough or not being seen or valued or even heard. The other fragmentation of your frustration may be that some part of you actually desires what the other person is or isn't doing. So doing less, being relaxed like they are, just cruising along, being lazy or just having ease. If you see this person as having these things, then Perhaps some part of you actually desires those very things. Some part of you may envy those things that they have or are embodying. Right? If you didn't, then why would you be so triggered by the behavior? If some part of you didn't want more ease, or didn't want to just chill out a bit more, then you would be stoked for them. You'd be like, hey, good on you. That's awesome. But because you're irked by it, That's usually an indicator that shows you that some part of you actually desires to have more of what they're embodying. The frustration may also be at yourself for compromising yourself, your energy, giving up or sacrificing your needs, your happiness, frustrated at choosing to overgive and overdo in the first place or continue to overgive and overdo. So on this topic, here's the thing, and I'm just going to hit you guys with some harsh, harsh truths here. No one made you overgive. No one made you overdo or sacrifice your needs. I mean, sure, others involved may have seen it and allowed it, but it's not their job to manage you or to tell you how much or how little to give. That is on you to do and to monitor And the only way to do that is to be more conscious of you and how you're feeling in the situation. You know, in every moment in life, there's always a choice. You have that freedom through our free will and conscious thinking to decide and take any action at any time. You know, we're like birds in a cage with the door wide open. We're not as trapped as we think we are. So if you felt overrun, if you felt stressed, exhausted, overwhelmed at how much you've been giving at your level of energy output, then it's up to you 
to choose to listen to those feelings and signs and choose to let go, choose to surrender just a little bit. You could have and can have at any time. Choose to listen to yourself and honor yourself first, just in little bits. Just choose to let go in order for others around you to then have the chance, you know, the opportunity and space to step up. I mean, think about it. How are others to step up and fill that space if we're constantly filling that space, constantly running around and doing it all? And I know I get it. It's so simple when we talk about it in this logical and analytical way as when we're in the moment, we feel as though there's no choice, right? We may think, well, I can't let go of not doing all of the laundry today. It won't get done and the kids won't have any clothes to wear tomorrow. I can't say no to helping out at this fundraiser. It's last minute. They have no one else. I will let everyone down and charity down if I don't do it. So do you see how although these small examples may feel justified and make sense to our ego mind, they are in fact also fueled by fear. These justifications are fueled by the worries about what could happen if we don't do what is asked of us or is expected of us. They're fueled by the assumption that all won't be okay, that it won't work out. And if everyone's not okay, and if the situation's not okay, well, then that would mean that we won't be okay. So it's all fueled by our fears of what could happen, what could go wrong. And surrendering and letting go and creating space for others to step up does require courage. It will require you to let go and be unattached to the outcome, all outcomes. But you see, it's not the outcome that's the most important in this practice, when you're starting out this practice, it's actually the the habit of choosing to let go and surrender in the moment that's really important. Not what happens afterwards. It's the very act, having the courage to start small and choose not to do something that you've always done or feel like you have to do and then just see what happens. See if you can surrender to all possible outcomes. When we choose to overcompromise, overgive, overdo, overcompensate, it's usually motivated by the energies of lack, loss, or just fear in general, right? I'm exhausted, but I can't take the day off work from my business. I worry it will create less time and more work for me to do in the future. I worry that I will feel more compromised and I'll feel more stressed. So there you go. There it is. Lack loss and fears of not being okay. The crazy thing is, none of that has actually happened. None of it is a guarantee that it will happen. It's just our ego mind feeding us fears of what could happen. And then it's us being in the habit of choosing to accept them and take actions from them. Now, perhaps overgiving may also be a coping mechanism that we may have learned in childhood or in a traumatic situation or situations. We may have learned to do more, be more, give more in our childhood as a way to receive recognition or to receive love and validation from our caregivers or peers. We may have learned to rely on that external validation from others when we overdo or overgive or be overly nice, right? 
we may unconsciously use it as a way to receive acceptance and validation from others, receive praise or love or just validation that if we do more good, if we give more good, then therefore that would mean that we are good. So we need to own that part and that role that we play in our overgiving, that we play in overdoing, overcompensating. As much as we may feel frustrated at others for their lack of energy output or their willingness to allow this imbalance, we also contributed to and increased the imbalance. It's not just one-sided. We also contributed to the imbalance as we chose to feed our attention and actions into our fears, our lack or loss limiting beliefs, our fears of not feeling safe, stable and okay. And we chose this over listening to what we really needed. We chose this over listening to our true selves. So you can see that we are the ones that really deceived ourselves. As much as we feel deceived by others when they don't contribute as much or feel that it's unfair when they don't contribute as much, we also, at the same time, actually deceived and were unfair to ourselves. We deceived and treated ourselves unfairly. So again, this here is another example of how others and how we see others is a mirror or a reflection of ourselves. We're all mirrors of each other. Whatever we see in others, some part of us also sees and feels the same way about ourselves. Now, let us go to the other side, the other polarity in what may have motivated us to overgive or overdo. The quote unquote positive side. The choice that we made to overgive or overdo or force or, you know, get shit done may also be fueled by one's integrity and what feels right or true to them. It may be a reflection of the level of one's own self-worth and value. Everyone's standards, quality, capacity is different and it all stems from their own unique level or sense of self-worth and perceptions, how they perceive others and the world. So simply put, everyone's standards are different and you can only be responsible for your own standards. And if you're not happy with other standards, other people's levels of contribution, then it's up to you to express how you feel about their level of contribution and to express it in a healthy, clear and balanced way. And if it's an ongoing situation in, you know, a work relationship, a, a collaboration or a friendship or a partnership, and you are expressing your needs, so you're expressing what you need from them and your needs continue to not be met, then ultimately at some point in time, if other people involved cannot take action, if they cannot meet your needs and this is unacceptable to you, then it is up to you to take action and ultimately let go or move on. You know, you can't control others. You can't force, give ultimatums or constantly give up on you not getting your needs met, right? Your happiness. It is not a sustainable collaboration if you do this, as there will constantly be an imbalance. 
So, you know, this is where things come to a head and a decision to let go, move on, or, you know, just simply cut ties with working with them again will be presented. And this is if and only if you choose to honor yourself, your boundaries, your needs and your worth. And the positive side to giving to a situation, relationship or person that is a reflection of your own level of self-worth and value and integrity is that it's you honoring and displaying what is in alignment to your own morals, your own moral compass, your integrity, your character and your sense of value and worth. It is you knowing that you did the best you could. You gave the best you could to a situation or a workplace, or a person. And that's not something to be frustrated about. That is something to celebrate and be grateful to yourself for. Any frustrations that you feel is simply just that you feel frustrated that the situation did not work out in the way that you thought, or assumed, or expected it would. That is just you being overly attached to how you thought it would be. And remember that attachment is the root of suffering. So why not choose to focus more on the gratitude and satisfaction that you feel in yourself that you did the best you could with what you had. You gave it your all and that all of that was in alignment with your own standards, your own higher sense of self-worth and value and integrity. And remember too that all too often if there is someone who is offering or constantly offering a lower level of standards in a situation... They may be attracted to people who overgive or overdo. They may see this coping mechanism and unconsciously be like a moth to a flame. You know, perhaps some part of them feels unworthy or not good enough. So when someone confident comes along and, you know, acts as this go-getter or savior in a situation, you know, they take action, they make things happen, they get things done or they overgive, then this may be attractive to some people, Right. They may see these qualities and desire them in some way. The person who overgives and overdoes almost in a way fills a void for that person or masks the problem for the undergiver. It makes them feel like all is okay. They may rely on the other person to get things done, to take the action so that then they don't have to face the reality of them needing to learn to do it themselves. They may not have to face the reality of what it is that's holding them back, what insecurities or lower levels or sense of self-worth that they may embody that's actually holding them back from taking action or from stepping up. So yeah, it almost makes them in a way feel better or more worthy as their outer world is reflecting the opposite of what they truly feel about themselves inside. So it's masking the pain, it's masking the fears of inadequacy in which, yeah, they just don't want to face. And unfortunately, if this is not recognized and addressed, then this is not sustainable. So these type of partnerships, work collaborations, relationships or friendships just are not sustainable over time. And you can see, again, this is another example of manifestation, right? If it's not seen and addressed, then this avoidance behavior will end up manifesting a situation or an outcome that is rooted in their fears. It will manifest the outcome of the relationship or friendship or work collaboration not working. Where the person who avoided looking at their fears of not being good enough or not feeling worthy or afraid of rejection ends up in the end being rejected. 
ends up in the end not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough because the partnership or the work collaboration or the relationship has ended. Anyhow, okay, you guys, I hope today's episode was helpful for you today. For further studying, you could always meditate or journal out what thoughts came up for you as you listened in to today's episode. And yeah, perhaps identify where it is in your life that you may be overgiving or undergiving, or perhaps there was a previous point in time where you could see these energies play out. And as always, please feel free to share this episode with anyone you feel called to share it with at this time. I hope you all have a really great week. Stay grounded. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials. Share this podcast with friends and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. Oh my God, I could just imagine this. This is so stupid. <laughs> An old lady at the bank asked me to check her balance. So I pushed her over. <laughs>